You're listening to Ramp, the Insight Squared podcast. This is Ramp, the SaaS analytics podcast brought to you by Insight Squared. How does your sales team measure performance? Insight Squared has the in-depth sales performance metrics you need to run your sales team. Sign up for a free trial of our product at www.insightsquared.com slash free dash trial. The endless struggle to align marketing and sales has been discussed over and over again. However, another vital departmental alignment for SaaS companies hasn't gotten nearly enough attention, sales and customer success. I'm your host, Kara Hogan, and today I'm talking with Jim McDonough, the VP of Sales and Customer Success at Attend, the event management and engagement platform. Jim spent the past 10 years building out sales teams at three early or expansion stage software companies, including Mashery, which was acquired by Intel in 2013, SmartBear Software, and Acronis. Now he's turned his attention to aligning the goals of sales and customer success to drive down churn and drive up revenue. Jim started out at Attend in a purely sales-focused role, but made the switch to sales and customer success in late 2014. While it was a big shift, he said it actually only changed his focus slightly. So our CEO is a, he's a huge advocate for customer success. Like so much so that, you know, he spent probably the first 6 to 9 months really kind of establishing our customer success function, bringing on our first rep and you know making that a huge part of how we're going to scale this company. But obviously he's the CEO and as we continue to grow, you know, he had to look somewhere else for someone to take over and really help build that team. And so that's when he and I had the conversation about, you know, me potentially moving into it. And it, it just made sense, I think, for not only our company, but for me at this point in my career to take on another revenue number. I think the best part about the role change here for me is like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't stop at the signed contract for new business. You know, now I have the, the opportunity to really get in front of customers to understand everything that they're trying to accomplish from, you know, obviously through the sales cycle, the onboarding, and then continued on through that customer journey. So I get so much more visibility into really what our product does for the customer so that I can bring that and funnel that back into the sales team. Right. It, it really seems like it's becoming more common to see this combined role for VP of sales and customer success. Why is that so important specifically for SaaS companies to create this whole prospect to customer journey? Well, so as a SaaS startup in particular grows, recurring revenues begin to really fuel that company. So at some point, the existing customer base, you know, it's really going to begin to contribute more of the startup's revenue than new customers and bookings. So then, you know, that's going to demand a focus on retention, upsell, cross-sell. And when you think about that, somebody who's who's been in sales, who's owned the number, who understands how to, you know, work with the customer, it, it just seems like a natural fit. And then I think from, you know, there's some things going on just in general in in SaaS, you know, like the the whole account-based marketing movement and Mm -hmm. 
people, not just talking about the buyer's journey, but the customer journey, right? So really focusing in on your ideal customer profile, aligning sales, customer success, and marketing along that journey is huge. And I think, you know, having the the person that is responsible for revenue to see that all the way through it is is another reason why you're seeing companies combine the two roles especially in the earlier stage though this role has become more common at early stage saas companies it doesn't mean the two teams are always fully aligned all too often there is a disconnect between sales and customer success that can be really tough to overcome yeah you know, i think especially in the past and early on in my career you know i think account management was more of the function you didn't hear customer success as much the first couple of products i sold it was software it wasn't software as a service so you know you had renewal reps that i never interacted with you know over the last i'd say 4 or 5 years customer success has become more of a you know critical part of of a saas business and you know i've been very fortunate in my last so currently and then my previous company uh, customer success was was really an executive initiative so yeah you know, i got a really good understanding even before joining attend what it's like to have a fully functioning customer success team that that is aligned with sales now, now that being said I, I you know i think that we're still trying to figure it out right like just like marketing right. and sales is trying to figure it out and and this is a lot newer than you know the whole the whole marketing movement right mm-hmm. so i think i think that without a doubt this is something that i think about all the time and and hopefully we can you know continue to improve it one of the things that's really helped us and and even if you don't adopt this type of model is the account based marketing approach really it's account based everything account based sales account based marketing identifying your ideal customer profile because what that does is it gets every single person not only in sales and customer success and marketing but even product too aligned with what that ideal customer looks like so as you're going through the sales cycle you know for somebody in sales you understand that like these companies are a good fit for our product date we solve the common challenges that they face so it eliminates those those deals that occasionally get through that maybe it's it's not as great of a market fit as you you wanted to but you're trying to hit a number right so right. you know really identifying the the ideal customer profile and having everybody in the company understand what that is can, is a really great way for sales to help out customer success with sales and customer success on the same page it actually drives down churn rates and drives up revenue jim explained i think you know getting getting customer success involved not necessarily in closing a deal but with visibility into customers that are going to be closing soon is important right like so we have a handoff process that actually starts before the contract sign it's during the negotiation stage that it's more internal than anything but it we call it success scoping so understanding what the what the you know the business goals are for this particular customer that's going to be onboarded soon the use case and and really prepping for for them to to become a successful customer because it can't start the day they they come on board because you're already behind the eight ball. So we've implemented that and it seems to be working well. It's a, it's a new process for us, but you know, anytime you can get a customer up and running faster and successfully, I think you know your chances for them to to 
be a customer for a long time is it goes up. And that's not just in theory. Jim shared exactly how attend measures churn and said that the rate of churn has dropped and the upsell revenue has increased since they implemented this strategy. We take a pretty simple approach to measuring churn. I think especially at the stage that we're at as a company, I read something the other day where there was something like 40 different ways that public companies measure SaaS churn. Right, uh, which is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, <laughs> right? So for us, it's, you know, we look at it on a monthly basis and we're, we're dividing the total number of churn customers over the period by the, the number of customers you had in the first day of that period. We do that by record count, but we also look at it from an ARR standpoint. We do annual contracts. So we want to look at ARR as well because we do have quite a number of upsells. And Mm -hmm. so maybe the customer count may have gone down, but overall ARR could go up because we've been successful with upsells. Now I know that like, you know, I've talked to people and they say that this this kind of simple approach can become a problem when you, you know, you're dealing with significant growth, but that's a good problem to have and as soon as we hit that, I'm sure we can adjust accordingly. So, right now we keep it pretty simple. Yeah, and and then you know you'd ask about some of the rates and it has it have they improved and they and they definitely have you know I think you know part of that is just the evolution of the company and the product evolution but we're also you know we we have invested in a customer success program and and it's definitely showing so you know our our turn rate has dropped and and we've definitely seen over you know, probably the last couple quarters, especially uh, upsell revenue to increase. How do you make the entire buyer's journey from prospect to customer smooth like this? You know, so we did away with, with marketing meetings. We used to have those and we've changed it and we call it the revenue team meeting now. And it is hundred percent focused on the customer journey as opposed to the buyer's journey. So this involves leaders from marketing sales, customer success, and and product as well. So we are maniacally focused on making sure that we are 100% aligned with our ideal customer profile and the, the problems that we are solving for those particular customers all the way through their journey. We recently did that, probably the beginning of this year, and it's it's really helping. You know, just having those four functions in a meeting weekly to talk about, uh, you know, the things that you would typically talk about in this marketing meeting, but carrying that beyond into the customer side of things has really helped. I'm just so glad that you don't have to say smart anymore. It's I am too. Literally, it's one of my personal pet peeves. I know, I and really I've said hate it. Podcast, I brought it back, but you know, look, I think there was a there's a time and a place for it, but I, I think we've all realized that it goes beyond that, and you know, especially with the account based marketing movement, it 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 involves it's way more than just sales and marketing. Now it's time for top three. What are the top three metrics used to measure both sales and customer success at Attend? So right now, I think for us, I, I, like the LTV to CAC ratio is always something to keep an eye on. I don't know. It, not to say that it's not important for us at this stage, because it is. You want to be responsible with the unit economics there. But I think f- right now, for what we look at, new bookings, without a doubt, expansion, ARR, from the base is something we're really keeping an eye on because I think that's going to be a, a, a huge way for us to grow and in our growth rate. 
overall customer growth. Do you feel like other SaaS companies are going to follow your lead and start combining sales and customer success into one role? You know, when I first moved over, I didn't necessarily think that I was on the cutting edge. It just made sense to me. But as I started to talk to my peers and just start viewing other LinkedIn profiles, I was like, oh, wow, there really aren't that many other no. <laughs> pieces of sales and customer success, you know? And that was only a year and a half ago. And, I, and I've seen it increase a lot in that, those 18 months for, and I've met other people that are also VPs of sales and customer success. I think that it does make sense. And what I wonder is, is there a certain point in a company's growth and evolution of the company where it makes sense to then bring in a leader for each function. And and that could be, you know, that it was a former VP of sales that is, you know, looking to move into a customer success role. But I do think for companies that are early stage expansion, even growth stage, like it, it really does make sense to have that that one person who who really oversees the revenue from start you know, start to finish. And, and, uh, so yeah, I think it'll be interesting to watch, but I know I'm better off for it. I think I have a much different perspective on the way that we sell and how we should sell because you're just so much closer to the customer. Yeah. Our VP of customer success, Mike Provenzano told me that he thinks the best customer success people were former salespeople because they Mm -hmm. get it and they get the the whole process and maybe vice versa is true. Who knows? Yeah, I, I think so. Because you're used to, if you're in sales, you've been in sales for a while, you're used to working with obviously the executive team, but you're working with really closely with marketing and product. And that is a huge part of customer success. Like you have to have that relationship as tight of a relationship with product and, and marketing as you do on the sales side. Jim also explained that a lot of the new prioritization and value placed on customer success can be traced back to a few companies that are leading the space. Just from the customer success standpoint, you know, I think one of the things that I've noticed too is is just education around the customer success space. So you look at companies like Gainsight and Tatango and some of these other platforms that are dedicated to customer success and in, in helping you track some of these metrics and activities that are that are happening on the customer success side. I think they're also educating SaaS companies around how to build out a team. And it's it's putting it in front of executives and CEOs to that maybe haven't totally invested in a customer success team yet to to really start thinking about that, right? Even if they don't buy one of those products, they're they're essentially doing what like a HubSpot did back in 2007, 2008 around, you know, sales and marketing alignment. And so it's really interesting to to watch that as you know, you have a platform that enables customer success to see customer success as a function within these SaaS companies start to grow. Right. They're kind of customer success evangelists in a way, telling totally. everyone how important it is. That's exactly right. And it's putting it at the forefront and it's and it's it's making CEOs that are looking at their competitors and saying, well, well, hold on, why don't we have a customer success team? What's this all about? I think that that's been really interesting to watch. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I've, we're actually partners with Gainsight and we're pumped about it because we feel like, you know, it's makes so much sense 
for us and for them, we're like, oh yeah, that's that's a good fit. You you guys do the customer success, we'll do the sales, exactly, and right. we'll align. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, and we you know we feel the same way when we think about our platform and and the type of data that we could pull in from a customer success platform to really elevate. You know, we're in the event technology space, so that profile of each attendee and, and understanding having deeper customer insights at these events is, is huge. So we're we're huge fans of those those products. Right. Yeah. So it's like, oh, did your customer attend that event? Are they engaged? That sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. That and, you know, just even just pulling in the data that they have from their system into a, a mobile app that somebody, whether it's a customer success manager or, or a sales rep or a cust- uh, executive, they can look at a health score, they can look at renewal, what stage they're in. So there's really some, some interesting things we could do there that we haven't yet. But, you know, I think as you look to the future and, and think about the customer journey, that that's definitely part of it. And now it's time for Risky Business. Jim shared a story of his near-death experience with us. Yeah, I thought about this. There's a few stories that I decided I wouldn't share. <laughs> uh, so I, I grew up on the ocean, love the beach, like love body surfing. It's kind of like one of those things that just... I love to do. And I was in this small island off of Puerto Rico. Uh, it's called Culebra. And I was with some friends. This was like in my early 20s. And we decided we were going to camp out on the beach. And, you know, everybody had fallen asleep. And I, I kind of just woken up and I could hear the waves crashing. So I was like, oh, this looks like a good opportunity to go body surfing. So I decided to go out there. And, you know, it's, middle of the night, nobody else is awake. And once I got in there, I realized it was a pretty good riptide and I, but I kept going and wound up getting (laughs) pretty wrecked by one of the, by one of the waves. But at the time it it seemed like an awesome thing, but looking back, especially now that I have kids, I was like, wow, that was really dangerous and not responsible at all. (laughs) Luckily I didn't get pulled too far. And then being stupid in 22, I decided, well, I might as well ride the wave in. <laughs> and the wave picked me up straight up and then straight down. So luckily I came down on my shoulder, not my head. I think, you know, not only was I young, I was stupid too. If you'd like to learn more about Jim McDonough and attend, visit attend.com. And I'd also love to hear from you, our loyal listeners. Uh, You can always send me an email at ramppodcast at insightsquare.com or tweet right at me at ramppodcast. I'll always respond and may even feature your question on the podcast. Hope to see you again in two weeks.